0: Well, hell, Lumberg fucked her. Episode 70. Sorry, I had a little pop-up on my screen. You guys didn't hear that. But those for those of you that are watching on YouTube and Twitch right now, that's why I was staring at the screen blankly because a McAfee pop-up decided to turn itself on. That's awesome. But this is episode number 70. Still can't believe we made it this far. 35 times 2. Ten times seven, shit like that. Fun fact: There's no uh, famous baseball player that wore the number seventy. I mean, there's baseball players that have, but none of them are actually good or famous. So there's that. And before we get started today, we're gonna go ahead and get into the this date in history fact. History has its eyes on me. August thirty first, nineteen ninety seven. Princess Diana. Diana of Wales tragically died in a car crash in Paris, France. While not an American event, the news has a profound impact on the United States, as Princess Diana was enormously popular among Americans. Her humanitarian work, including her high-profile efforts to ban landmines and her compassion towards AIDS patients, has made her a beloved figure. Beloved or beloved? Beloved. I don't know. In the days following her death, American news channels covered this story extensively. Many many Americans joined the world in mourning. Diana's charitable works and her candid approach to talking about her own struggles resonated with people in the U.S. transcending national boundaries. Her passing led to a wave of international sympathy and an outpouring of grief, including in the United States where impromptu memorials sprung up at British consulates. The event also sparked conversations about the role of paparazzi and the media, in the lives of public figures, a topic that remains relevant today. So while August 31st marks a tragic event, it also serves as a reminder of how interconnected the world has become and how a person's work and life can leave a lasting impact, even thousands of miles from your home. History has its own. the more you know. So yesterday before I got off, I forgot to mention completely, or I did mention it right before I got off, right before I hit stop record or ended the recording. I mentioned that Brady Boyd came to work with me yesterday. And this isn't the first time he's come to work. I'm positive I've mentioned it a few times on here. But whenever I say that to somebody, they're like, oh really? Like how does he act? And I'm like, he acts like a fucking dog. I'm like he first of all, he's the friendliest dog in the world. He wouldn't harm a fly. And we were talking about this yesterday at work. But he's super friendly. He's always happy to meet new people. He listens. He's smart. You know, he's overall just a really good dog. So I don't have a problem with him coming in because I don't have to worry about him chewing a wire or like attacking somebody. You know, he's just happy to be there. So he hangs out at work. And what happens to him, which is kind of funny because he's a dog and he can't articulate this obviously, but I can tell, is that he's super hyped up. He's happy to see everybody. He doesn't sleep at work even though he's cranky because every time he tries to lay down, someone walks in, someone comes over, something happens and he has to say hi, get nosy, put his nose into everything. So he, um, he doesn't sleep because when I'm at work, I could see him on the cameras and it's not that he's sleeping the entire day, but he's laying around. He's not really doing much. He's looking out the window. He goes outside, but he's not like running around or playing or doing anything crazy. So when he's at work with me, he's not used to that. So he's awake the entire time. He's good to go. It's not like he's you know, trying to hide from anybody at work, but he's been he does uh he tries to like sneak under my desk and like lay down, but as soon as someone moves, he gets up and has to follow him or whatever. So after we get home from work, he slept from we got home at what, four, four thirty, made dinner. And usually after dinner we go for our evening walk, which is like forty-five minutes to an hour long walk. He didn't want any part of that. He ate dinner, he laid down, as soon as I got up out of out of the living room, he laid where I was sitting, so it was nice and warm. He passed out in there. Up until I went to sleep, I had to like, drag him outside to go to the bathroom before bed. He slept the entire night out on the couch. I had to wake him up... <laughs> to go for a walk this morning and he was just exhausted and i'm like yeah man now you know how i feel when i go to work when i come home and i'm exhausted from work now you know how i feel and i got to do that shit five days a week he did one you know and he was burnt out from that one day but he's a good pup he's since recovered and we went for our evening walk today he got to play with his friends and shit so he had a good time but i tell him and i tell my the people at work i'm like if you want to bring your dogs in that's fine I'm like but if they're bad dogs like they're going to have to leave. I'm not going to tell you like, you know, bring them out to pasture. Bring bring them back behind the shed and put her down or something like but if you're do- if you, you can't do- like just know your dog like if it- if your dog sucks that's fine just don't bring it into work I don't want to have to deal with oh why is someone get bit at work why is there a dog in the office you know that kind of thing which is still a risk for Brady obviously but first no one's going to do that and he's never growled in an aggressive way at anybody so never had a problem with him but no one else brings their dogs in I wish they did have a little dog day afternoon something like that so glad we got that out of the way. And I did say yesterday we were going to talk about the Montauk Project, which is the hit show, the hit series, Stranger Things, is loosely based on. So in the show, they, I don't know, the underground, the under, what the fuck do they call it? The over-under? I don't know. I've only seen the first... First season, and then like half of the second season, but they refer to it and it's loosely based on the Montauk Project. In my research about the Montauk Project, a lot of it says you can't talk about the Montauk Project without talking about the Philadelphia Project because that's where that shit came from. Philadelphia Project started also around the same time as the Manhattan Project. So this kind of goes to show in a broader picture that all these government projects were going on at the same time and because of compartmentalization. I always have trouble with that word, Compartin- compartmentalization, compartmentalize. no, that's not it, Compartmentalize. I'm not going to say it, I'm going to say it wrong from here on out, but anyway, separating people, and they don't know what they're working on, and they're separated geographically and in their own areas, so it's kind of like, best way to describe it is you work in a factory, right, and all your job is to do is to turn this one screw on this one panel, right? You don't touch the panel, you don't make the panel. You don't know where the panel goes after it leaves your little room. But your job is to, when a new when a new panel comes in, you turn this one screw. That panel with the screw turned into it now goes to the next person. That person's job is to attach that to something else. That's all that person's job is to do. You don't know the bigger picture. You don't know anything about it. You know you're getting paid, and all you need to know is that you need to turn this one screw. At the end of all these loops, uh, not even loops. At the end of this line of people doing this one, their one simple task. So you probably have a hundred people doing one task, which turns into one big task. At the end of it, you build like the atom bomb, or you build something that is top secret. But you don't know at the time that's what you're doing. All they're telling you to do is you turn this screw, you do this one job, and you keep it moving. And as you progress down the line, the more you need to know and the more you get the picture of what's going on. They did that with like the moon landing stuff, like building the um, lunar excursion module, the the LEM. They did that with that because Grumman was out in long island but they had factories all over the country and they didn't want to they didn't want the plans to be leaked to the russians or the soviets at that time so they used compartmentalization to tamp down clamp down tamp down the possibility of leaks because if you don't know what you're working on you're just again turning this one screw you can't run and you know commit espionage so with all these projects that were going on at the time no one knew what projects they were working on they just said you're doing this one mission that's it and like as obviously as you progress forward you kind of get this going so the philadelphia project for those that don't know because once i started researching the montauk project philadelphia project comes up right behind it and i gotta tell you the way i research is on tiktok (laughs) it's just so we're clear First I google it. I try to find anything other than Reddit mostly. Although Reddit's a good spot to start and then you go from there cuz Reddit can get some crazy shit on there. Someone posts a link and the link is some shitty website that somebody made that ha- it's like a it's a .com and it's exactly it's like com. Like I wonder what that's going to be about. So you got to watch out for the bias and all that shit. But TikTok, I don't know why, but I always believe TikTok for some reason. Whenever TikTok says it, it must be true. It's not like that with anything else. I don't believe a goddamn thing I read on Twitter, unless it's from like a news source. But even now with the blue checkmark thing and all that stuff, still hard to come by. But for some reason, TikTok, I hear it on there. I'm like, that's real news. It's, you know, because YouTube, it's all you type in, especially now. I know I went on a rant about this one time, but you type in like 9-11 inside job. It's going to tell you. Articles from like ABC News on why 9 11 wasn't an inside job. You know, it's all you can tell. It's moderated to all hell. TikTok, they don't have that. <laughs> they have some weirdo whose job is to get as many likes as he wants or as he can and all this stuff. And he's telling you about these conspiracies because he knows somebody. They don't even say they know anybody. They just start speaking sometimes. And I'm like, oh, that must be true. This guy knows. He said that he's the highest person in the military and he knows. So I'm going to believe him. But anyway, I digress. Back to the Philadelphia experiment, right? So it's an alleged military experiment, although there's accounts of this actually occurring. It's said to have been several Navy, Naval squadrons, fleets, Naval fleets uh, that took place in Philadelphia uh, on the Naval shipyard. In 1943, the experiment claims that the USS Eldridge, a Navy destroyer, was being experimented on to create an invisible shield around it, or turn it, making a shield around it that turned it invisible. So it was invisible to radar and the naked eye. There were some people that worked on it. Alleg- again, allegedly, the key people involved were Albert Einstein because he came up with the unified field theory, which he supposedly developed but never published. Again, TikTok, man. Franklin Reno, Dr. Franklin Reno, the project's lead scientists was inspired by Einstein's work and carried it out, and then Navy personnel from the USS Eldridge. So what happened was, in trying to turn a entire ship invisible they succeeded this is what this is how it happened right they succeeded by doing it and again tiktok has videos and pictures of this shit so they succeeded in turning this thing invisible using like quantum mechanics and all this stuff you know neutrons electrons all that stuff they do it and when they came back When they brought it back to light so you can see it again, all the people that were on the ship and the ship itself was like disfigured. So, like, the people were like morphed into the walls and like stuck and like screaming in pain. And then, like, the cannons were assembled differently. Like, all this stuff was all. It's kind of like if you load a picture back and like dial up internet and it comes in all fucked up because the packets are all getting lost. You know, you have packet loss, so it's all getting. Jumbled. It kind of looked like a Picasso painting. That's what that that was a good way to they described it. it was a, it's a Picasso painting that came back, and they had to sink the ship. So because they were like, these people are suffering. We don't know what to do. We don't know where this where this ship came. This wasn't the ship we disappeared. This is totally different. So they ended up sinking the ship and scrapping the entire project. And now the Montauk project, switching gears, was a series of U.S. Secret U.S. government projects conducted at Camp Hero or the Montauk Air Force Station in Montauk, Long Island. If you're from Montauk... Or obviously, if you know where Montauk is, there is a big difference between the people that call it the end and the people that call it the beginning. This is just fun fact. The project is said to have explored psychological warfare, time travel, and even contact with extra extraterrestrial life. The project is said to have taken place from the early 1970s until 1983. The people involved included Preston Nichols, a key whistleblower who claimed to have recovered repressed memories of his involvement. I think he was hypnotized. Al Bialek, another whistleblower who claimed to have been part of both the Philadelphia Experiment and the Montauk Project, and Duncan Cameron, allegedly involved in psychic research within the project. So here's how it ended, right? This is the failure of the project. So they're opening portals out there, right? And people that live out there or people that live on the east end of Long Island, I'm talking like past the Hamptons, you're going out, there's nothing out there. Anyone's ever been out there, taking a train out there. Once you pass the Hamptons, there ain't shit until you hit Montauk. There's a few like little spots here and there, but there's no service. There's nothing out there. It's empty space and a lot of people say claim to see ufos when they're out there because the the sky is so clear you do see a lot more stars and you do see a lot of shooting stars and shit flying around not saying ufos but you never know so allegedly the project abruptly failed or abruptly ended because it failed in 1983 when a creature manifested in the facility wreaked havoc leading to the closure of the project again stranger things type shit now how are these two projects connected The Montauk project is often described as a continuation of the Philadelphia experiment. Al Bielek and others have claimed that technology and research from the Philadelphia experiment were used in the Montauk project, particularly in experiments involving time, travel, and teleportation. Particularly and compartmentalization are the two words I really can't pronounce. Don't know why, never could. Compartmentalization, particularly, particularly weird. Now, all the evidence suggests that none of this shit is true, but these projects did exist. There were projects called the Montauk Project and the Philadelphia Experiment. However, no one there's no credible source on any of this shit actually happening. A fucking monster coming out of a portal and wreaking havoc out in Montauk? I don't believe it. That's probably where they got the name the Sloppy Tuna from. But, and then the Philadelphia experiment, again, they sent it through like a portal to to make it invisible. It comes back all disfigured and people are stuck in the walls and it comes back like a Picasso painting. But there's whistleblowers. And you got to remember, this is back, people are, they're, the government's. Ex- experimenting lsd on people you know maybe they just made this shit up who knows we weren't there so we'll never know but i've heard the montauk project in it was stranger things and i believe the x-files had a series on it um i want to say what was that movie um it wasn't godzilla but the one that attacked new york it was filmed like on a shaky ass camera anyway we're gonna move on because i can't think of the name of the movie i didn't get much sleep last night my brain's a little bit in a fog i'm really not feeling good but we're here anyway so you have to think that after like the atomic bomb got dropped right oppenheimer builds this thing blows it up and then there's people saying like oh i can recreate this bigger They're they're pushing the boundary on what they can and can't do with no regard to the consequences of it as we saw with the atom bomb so it does make sense that they would try to do shit that they had no no business trying to do like we can manipulate the particles to make something invisible and military's like fuck yeah, let's do it. Don't worry about the consequences, we'll deal with it kind of thing. And then shit goes awry. Or the M- Montauk project where it's like, yeah, totally open a portal to another world. Let's so fucking do this thing. We don't know what's going to come through that portal. Like what are the chances of this work? I think that's what it has a lot to do with is people saying there's no shot that's going to work and then it ends up working and then you're like, "Oh shit, we didn't plan plan it plan for it because we didn't think it was going to work." So I think that's what happens a lot in these experiments if they are real. I think that's kind of how it happens. It's like there's no shot this is going to work and like the scientist convinces the military to fund it and the military's like, "All right, what if it works though? We're going to own it." And the guy's like, "Sure, I just want to do the research." Everyone fucking doesn't believe it until it actually happens and it's like, "Oh fuck, what do we do now? There's a monster wreaking havoc in Montauk, you know?" Or we just sent a ship through an invisible portal and it came back and everyone's fucked up. Let's just sink it and deny ever doing it. You know, deny, deny, deny. Same thing to do with the aliens. So my last point is that these projects, the Manhattan Project, the Philadelphia Experiment, the Montauk Project, is just a it's just three out of I would say who knows how many projects the government's running in the background that we have no we have no idea about. If you look into like the CIA, right, what they actually do, like yeah, they're spies, right? But like, what are they spying on? What are they doing? It's not that just just sending spies in. They influence a lot of things. Like a lot of big things happen because the CIA was involved, and we're not we don't obviously know exactly what they're involved in. But like, just think about the CIA for a second, how big it is, the budget. And all this stuff, it's like we're not just doing that to spy. You know, we're doing shit, the back rooms type of thing. And then you got to think of all the other big ass budgets and where all this money goes. How can we have massive amounts of money? We can't, we don't know where it went. And they've been doing these projects since the 40s, probably longer than that. I almost had a person convinced. I had him typing into a search engine, CIA 1776. I legit had him searching the internet for that. That doesn't make any sense. The CIA wasn't here before 1776 because there was no America here yet, but he fucking was searching it. He's, he's, I can't find anything. I'm like, oh, you'll, you you got to keep digging, you know, do your own research. Guy okay, spent like an hour and a half when I was streaming, trying to figure out the connection between the CIA and 1776. So people will believe almost anything you tell them. And again, if I heard it on TikTok, I'm going to believe it right away. But they've been doing these experiments f- since 1940. Let's just say. And some of them may have went awry. Some of them may have been foiled, you know? Look what happened with the atom bomb. If you've watched Oppenheimer, they do a really good job of explaining how Oppenheimer felt about the entire thing. Because scientists I mean, I think I don't know if they take an oath or what it is, but their whole thing is like like science is there to help humanity, not hurt humanity. So he was doing it for the science of and to prove to people I can build a bomb. Like, I can do it. I know how to do it. He never wanted to actually use the damn thing. He just wanted to say, I know the math and I know how to do it. I'm a genius. But then once he built it, the military's like, well, we're going to use it. Like, let's go. What the fuck did we build this thing for? You know, and then they were just wiped out two cities in Japan. So you got missing money all over the government budget. You have projects we have no idea about. No one knew about the Manhattan Project until after the fact. No one knows about any of these Philadelphia projects, Montauk Projects anything until years go by and you're like, damn it, they've been doing this the entire time. So just keep your third eye open out there and uh, don't be afraid to ask too many questions. Do your own research, that type of thing, because the answers are out there if you just got to look for them. But anyway, we're going to wrap this one up. It is is we're about 25 minutes in, give or or take. So we're going to get into actually the polls from last week. I know this week's been a little hectic with recording. The TikTok's not coming out. The software I use to make the TikToks has been, sh- has been wonky, and then I couldn't record the one night because of hardware issues, so I apologize for that. So you know what? We're going to hold off on the polls for now, and we're just going to let them build up over the weekend, over time, and we'll do them next Tuesday. Somebody remind me next Tuesday to do the polls, and we'll get into it. So with that being said, hopefully everyone has a good Labor Day weekend. I don't know what days you might have off or if you're working, but Labor Day, pretty much the end of the summer, marks the end of the summer. I believe the kids down in New Jersey are going back to school starting next week. I think they start Wednesday. You know, it's one of those like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday shticks. They give you like the supply list. You go out, you know, you spend Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, getting all the supplies, writing your name tape down on your desk. Everyone does their little introduction. What an amazing time to be a kid. You know, you're moving up a grade, all that shit. And then you realize after like the first week or two, it sucks. And then there's stretches. There's stretches of school I remember where it was really fun to go to school. Like you're seeing your friends every day. You're doing hood rat shit at lunch. You know, you're having a great time. And then there's also those stretches where it fucking sucked. And like you can't wait for the next break, you know? And like, usually the first, like the three day week, the first three day week, it's not bad. You're seeing your friends again. You're seeing your people. You. You're getting to your your classes. Who's in this class? Who's in that class? You're excited. And then reality sets in Monday morning. That Like, oh shit, this is a full school year we got left. And then it sucks. And then it gets better. Then it gets cold. And then you got the holidays. And then it gets warm. And school's over. So I don't know where the fuck I was going with that. But we're going to continue to stream. The stream's going to stay on. I'm going to end the recording now. If you want to continue to watch, appreciate the ones that are watching now. Or if you want to tune in, twitch.tv slash dbk underscore ttv and also on youtube at hold up what pod you can find the live stream going of me recording this right now and also me playing i believe age of empires tonight until starfield comes out so hopefully everyone has a good safe weekend don't drink and drive and this is going to be terrible advice but if you're going to do it make sure you drink enough to get in trouble not like you know not enough to fucking don't have like two beers and get pulled over because then you're just going to have a hard time make sure you drink enough to actually get a full dwi you know That's terrible advice. Do the opposite of what I just said. Don't drink and drive at all. So we shall shall see. That was really bad advice.